Do you love me? Yeah. Do you love podcasts? Yeah. Did you poopy? Yeah. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. Hey. Welcome to episode six of Hot a, Marriage Cool Parents. That was a weird intro. Yeah, you're really excited. I don't know what that voice was. Yeah. Well, I do want to start off by saying that all of you that listen, that follow us, we more than appreciate your love and support after our miscarriage. Yeah, that was um, definitely uh, tough um, to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been through it before, you know, when I delivered our firstborn son at 17 weeks in one day. Um, yeah. And that's funny enough that I don't know if this is funny, but the whole time we had last, last episode, we had uh fertility IQ on and I right. felt so fortunate to have a baby. Yeah. Inside me and to know that I have my daughter and I, I wanted mm-hmm. to be so sensitive to the women who are struggling to even conceive or who have gone through loss after loss. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's funny, but here I am this week and just like, what? Like, yeah. how is this me now? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough couple of days, but you know, it's, it, 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 for whatever reason, you know, there was, there was a, I don't want to call it a rejection, but you know, it's, you realize that it is more common. You don't want to think that it would happen to you. Yeah, all but the I time. always hate hearing this. I mean, there's really nothing, but there's nothing, nothing, nothing that, you can do it. It's almost like the the struggle is that it's so out of your control that I don't know. It's just it, it's a it's a weird thing that happens, and there's nothing that you could do right or wrong, good or bad. It I just that, offers no explanation. Yeah, I think that ultimately, what I've been trying to do is, you know, I guess um, ignore it. Like, and let the pain just happen quietly alone because I I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just what else? I don't know. I'm just, there's not much more to say. But what I do want to say though is thank you so much for all of the love and support on Instagram and even on our podcast, Hot Marriage Cool Parents yep. uh, Instagram page, but m- like mostly on my page, Jamie and Otis. I mean, the love and support is seriously palpable. I can not thank you enough for that because when I do, you know, when I do, I mean, obviously when people ask me, how are you doing? You know, I say, oh, I'm fine, you know, whatever, because it's just, um, it's easier to just say that. But then when I'm at home alone in bed and my heart's hurting and I see so much love and support, you know, from you guys, uh, from Instagram and Facebook and it's just, just, please know that that really, really, really does not go unnoticed. And I, I'm just so thankful for all your prayers to know that 
you know, there are thousands of people out there praying for us and, and sending out positive vibes. I mean, really, we cannot say thank you enough. Yeah. So, From the bottom of our hearts, for real. Yeah. And, you know, we scheduled these podcast interviews in advance and I didn't want to um, delay it. I didn't know what else to do. So we were just kind of picking up and carrying on with our life. What yeah. else do you do? Um, so we have Shawnee and Jeffy on the podcast today, and well, I'm really looking forward to speaking with. Which they do share a lot of our journey. They some similarities anyway. Yeah. Um. You know, when aside from them having a another or having a baby, they did have a tough pregnancy, though. I mean, yeah. I know Shawnee was bleeding during her pregnancy, and high risk. They had. I mean. Unfortunately, they had a tumultuous relationship while they were pregnant. They actually separated while they were pregnant, um, found their way back together again, and are currently together. Um, but we're going to go ahead and ask them to share their story because um, I think it's inspiring. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. not a lot of people know this about Doug and I, but because we were actually being kind of private, which is not normal for us. We're usually not very right. private. But we went through... A similar situation mm-hmm. where, I mean, Doug, we were living at Doug's house, Doug's family's house. His my parents, parents yeah. yeah. In, my, in my old bedroom. Yeah. Um, because he had an awful lot of debt um, that yeah. we had to pay, pay off. And it took a while to pay off and, and my credit was shot. And, you know, I had a I had a job where it was, you know, considered, well, for what loans would consider more of a consistent paycheck. And, and obviously the credit check and the loan approval would have had to gone through me. So um, we had to both kind of work through that part of it and build my credit back up and fix my debt that I've accumulated since college. I, I was very irresponsible with money, um, not saving and, and going through job after job. And then, you know, while we're at my parents' house, which was depressing enough, um, I lose my job. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, like seven months pregnant. Yeah, and it's like pregnant. right before we're supposed to be moving into our house. So it's you know yeah. there was there was a lot happening. There was not a lot of uh, not a lot of positivity that was you know coming out of that part of it. And you know we hit probably the lowest part of our relationship at that point. Yeah, that was pretty low point. Uh, that we had never really shared with anyone because I don't know why, to be honest. Like, I think that we we're we just ashamed. weren't sharing as much at that time. Yeah, we were a little embarrassed and ashamed. And honestly, I don't think either one of us knew if we would, if our marriage would pull through. But I feel, but we are, there's, we should have a whole podcast episode on this <laughs> because there's a lot. But I know that Shawnee and Jeffy have experienced similar struggles. If you guys watch them on Lifetime's Married at First Sight, Happily Ever After, then you've seen a bit of it. But we're going to bring them on the podcast today so they can share, you know, without any edits or cuts or, you know, because there's yeah. only so much time you can share on TV. So we're going to let them share their story. Uh, you know what I think about. it was too, though? It was, um, I think it was knowing that we had a, a baby coming. That's and it. Like, That's 100% it. And but also, you know, kind of realizing that it's not really about us anymore, and you know, it's it's something that's way bigger than us, and you know, not wanting to put the added stress on the pregnancy or the baby. I don't know. I would. I always subscribe to the fact that what you do before, even while the baby is in the belly, um, <clears throat> has a lot to do with the mood and how the baby comes out. I, I mean, it's. I don't. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's something that's for real or not, but I mean, they, 
they do say, you know, talking, singing, or just, you know, having good positive vibes while the baby's in the belly, especially when they're before they're coming out. Um, you know, I just wanted that to be more happy. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I was trying to protect, you know, God forbid we did go get, get a divorce and God forbid she like read magazine articles from like, you know, whatever magazine wanted to write about us or like we were filming a show, our very own show, Jamie and Doug plus one, mm-hmm. God forbid she watched it. I didn't, I wanted to protect the way her mommy and daddy, I don't know, corresponded with each other, you know? And, uh, I think that's why I was a bit more private yeah. then because I cut, you can't always control what other people say about how you're like, what your relationship is like. And so I just kept it very, very mm. close to myself, exactly how I felt. I mean, only you knew because yeah. in like your family, because in our, my family. Well, that was the most depressing time for me was just being at home and having debt and everything just kind of just piled on. And then, you know, the losing my job at that time too, it was like, I mean, there was there was a lot that I, I probably should have been way more vocal about how depressed I was. I mean, it's that's when I just stopped doing everything, stopped going to the gym, stopped. I mean, and you know, it, it physically, you know, it, it it was it took a physical toll on me. I mean, there's a, you know, I'm not near the weight that I was or want to be, and you know, it's like it, it it was a struggle going through. Yeah, um, and then like the worst is when. I don't know why people think that they on Instagram they can say you're so skinny. Like you don't say you're so fat to someone on Instagram. Like that's never okay to say you're so fat to someone. Why do you think it's okay to say to someone you're so skinny? Yeah, like, I mean it, it, it was I I never I never had to deal with you that were so offended before. by it though, and yeah, it, it hurt be, my heart yeah. for you because you know when people would constantly is he sick? What's wrong? Well, I wasn't. I would. I wasn't comfortable with my. I'm still not comfortable with with where my weight is, and you know, but. You know, there's a lot more happiness in my life that, uh, you know, kind of goes over and, you know, I, I get over it. Yeah. It's funny when, you know, what's funny is when you, you know, you love someone when you're like fighting with them mm-hmm. and you're kind of mad at them. But if someone else does something mean to them, yeah. you like get all defensive. Like, yeah. you know, I guess that's what, that's when you know you really love someone because I'm like, I could have like thrown you out the door 10 times because yeah, well, all the things I, that happened. I mean, if I, someone I, told you that you were too skinny, I was like, yeah. you don't say that to him because I do offended you. Well, and I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever went back at anybody with on social no, media. No, you didn't, but I knew it. You told, I mean, I know it's hurtful. Of mm-hmm. course it is. If someone says you're so fat, that's hurtful too. Like just leave my, me and my yeah. weight out of it. Like just leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, the, the truth is, is that it, it's, it's so hard for me to gain weight. It, 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 and, and like I could, I could sit here and, and, you know, just be a schlub. And, you know, you would think that by not going to the gym, you would get fat or you would gain pounds. But for whatever reason, I shrink, you know, and then trying to get the weight back up is very difficult for me. But it's, you know, it's, it, you can't. It's tough to say that because yeah, everybody's because, just like, well, yeah. you know, that's kind of a douchey comment. I feel comment. bad for yeah. you. Yeah, well, was me. Well, was me. So, yeah, I mean, poor thing. You can't you know, gain any weight. Sorry. But but I think it's also the same. Like when you're struggling to lose weight, you know, it's like that you try what you can, and you know, you 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 have to find the the inner motivation. And we're way off topic, though. Yeah, we got to get Shawnee's and Jeffy on here because this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, I is, could keep going. Yeah, we all have to have a whole conversation <laughs> about weight. Yeah, um, get your weight up. The how you get your weight up. 
Yeah. But without further ado, I think we should have Shawnee and Jeff Dion because they have a very, very inspiring story, if you ask me. Yes. I mean, they, they, ha- they are a couple that went through a lot that separated Publicly while they were too. pregnant. Yep. And came through on the other side together. And that there's definitely something to be said for that. And something that, that I think helped us a lot was the experts and just being on the show teach it just taught me how to bring Community. things up and talk about things and um you know how to how to listen and you know there's just a lot that were there and and I know that they were going through whatever they were going through but it was like almost during the show and and having the experts intervene certainly helped us and um I'm just curious to see if they kind of attribute their success to the experts also yeah Jeff Dean Shawnees Come on the show. <laughs> they are coming on the show. Yeah. They're on the show. They're, They're coming the show. up next. Here they are. Welcome to Hot Marriage Cool Parents, guys. Yeah. Hi. You guys are like the epitome of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Yes. I mean, you, really? Well, I don't know. I mean, aside yeah, from I don't know. <laughs> the epitome of Hot Marriage Cool Parents, like seriously, we're all just struggling trying to figure it out, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're one of like one of the one of four weirdos that uh, that actually had a baby from this experiment. Yeah, I know. know. He does be keeping it real. (laughs) I like you always because this is weird. weird. it's so weird. What do you mean, like getting married at first sight and then having a baby? That's weird. The whole concept is weird. Yes, absolutely. The whole concept. Think about it. I was thinking about this the other day. Well, not even the other day. A while ago, it was like. We we picked three strangers to help us find the stranger to marry. Yeah, we all of a sudden just trust oh them because God. they said they were experts. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, but that, a, that's actually that's actually what sold me on it though was because we got we got to meet the experts, and I, I think you guys had different experts yeah. than we did, but um, for I, I just uh, I trusted them. All of them. No, but Dr. Pepper, that's how I felt. So I felt the same yeah. way. Dr. Pepper is the same for from season one to your guys' season. But um, yeah, she's the- mm-hmm. who, did, who Who else were your experts on your season? Rachel? Same so way. we had Dr. Jessica. Cal, yeah, Cal, Jessica, and uh, Pepper. Which are the f- current experts on Married yeah. at First Sight. And I feel like they're a good current. team because, I mean, well, not for nothing, but there's been, we're the. We were the first, obviously, to have a married at first sight baby, but now there's three other couples who are having married at yeah. first sight baby. So I know. Props to them. <laughs> when um, I know exactly. When did you guys consummate the marriage? Um, was it during the experiment? I mean, I know that you guys had sex at least once. I mean, otherwise Laura wouldn't be uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was during the. It was during the experiment. It was like what ten days in. Yeah, something like that. Which I say good for you, Jeff D. Jamie was like a six month nut to crack. Oh my goodness, Douglas. <laughs> well, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> Do you guys know that? We <laughs> was trying to give it up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know? I pulled up on her. She was like, Ooh. <laughs> I had to tell her to show up. <laughs> oh yeah. We all. First of all, can somebody? Just tell him that we can be in the same bed oh, together, but we don't have to have sex. <laughs> That's not me, though. I've never. I, I'm not used to just just doing that, and you know, and sleeping and just sleeping. That, <laughs> I felt like that was just like 
Knowing me, I'll just be like, all right, we're in the same bed. I have to try something. It'd be like three in the morning where I'm like, all right, I have to try something. <laughs> That's why I was like, if I, if I sleep in different beds, if I sleep in different beds, then I can't be tempted to try anything because, you know, she's not literally right there when I wake up at three in the morning ready to go. Yeah, what, have, what if you guys have um, like sex sheets or maybe get another twin bed where one bed is the sex bed, one bed is the sleep bed? Oh my then gosh, it's an understanding. Oh no, that was that was during the experiment when we were trying to get to know each other. Now, like I sleep in the bed, or if I fall asleep on the couch downstairs, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's nothing crazy. Okay, so take us through how you guys went through this because I know that in the beginning, Shawnee, you were smitten with Jeff D. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's very charming and pleasant. Not a whole lot not to be smitten. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean Jeff D. I'd say one of the one of the best-looking guys on the season. Yeah, honestly, Jeff D. Definitely, I mean, definitely top three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Doug, please don't catch my husband, okay? Please. I gave him top three. Please. He doesn't need any I'll more. He's play. not I'll that play. cute. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that cute, okay? Well, girl. He's not that uh. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of cute and, and handsome, you're a pretty nice catch yourself. So, Jeff D, but you weren't, you were like a little, and honestly, I think you got a lot of rap for this because you weren't immediately smitten with your wife, which we all, everyone knew her before you did because we get to see, you know, her before you guys got married. We got to see her package and like, you know, just like what she's all about. So, of course, everyone fell in love with her. Same thing happened for me and Doug. You know, everybody loved Doug and they were like, why doesn't she love him immediately? And they hated me because I freaked out. But I felt like I related to you in the sense that, like, you know, it was a little scary. And so you kind of, you weren't, you know, you weren't gung-ho. You were sleeping in different beds. You were sleeping on the floor. You were not trying to be intimate with your wife immediately. What happened that that took you from that stage into like, you know, well, I mean, you had a baby. Baby Laura's here. So what happened? Now in bed? <laughs> it was day 10. When you want to you go, Shani? So you want me to... You want me to go ahead. Was, I guess it was from me. Um, well, Sean, me and Shani, Shani and I talk about this a lot, but we're not, originally, we're not really each other's types, or maybe we are, but not, well, for me, she wasn't really originally, like, offset, off first glance, like, my type, so it, when that happened, it was kind of, it was tough, so I was just like, all right, let's, let's make, let's see if we can do this on a mental level, and then that's when, that's when I decided to make sure I take it slowly, because Usually, if, if I if I if I'm with a girl who's not initially my type, it could turn into something really physical real fast, and then it would be it would be over real fast as well. So I was just like, all right, let's slow this down. I know how I am. Let's make sure, like, let's do everything possible to make sure that I don't hurt her. And which I ended up hurting her a little bit, not not meaning to, but I was I, I felt like I, it was weird because I was trying to protect her and myself at the same time without trying to hurt her, and it came off as me being distant or me not liking her, liking her. And that was tough. I didn't, and I didn't mean to do that, but um, you get to know her. She's really a nice person. Yeah. And it was just, it was just that time that I needed to, to see that. Cause I can't have somebody tell me that you can't tell me to make something work. Cause that's, I'm going to end up, if it doesn't, I'm going to end up resenting, not just not the people who told me to make it work, but Chinese. Yeah. So we had to like pump some brakes and then just like, be like, okay, let's see if we can make this work on a, on a different level in, in what you're doing right now. We're still working on well, Yeah, I, And I, I think it's like a natural reaction when someone says you have to do this, you have to do that. It's almost like you want to fight it. You don't want, you know, it's like, but yeah, like, why do I have right. to, like, yeah. why do I have to do this? Like, 
And yeah. you know why? Well, it was just, that was, that was, it was because, I mean, it's, it's a sped up timeline because, you, you know, according to the experts in the filming part, you only have, what, six, seven weeks to do this. Yeah, but in, in my mind, and Shanice and I talked about this, um, I'm not sure if they really showed it that much, but we talked about that, that eight weeks wasn't going to be enough for us. Yeah. You know, I, and, but we did get to that big fight right before, which maybe really made both of us really reconsider. But we both knew that eight weeks wasn't going to be enough for us, at least for Shanice and I, eight weeks wasn't going to be enough. So we were just like, yo, forget everything else. Let's just let's slow this down for us and then like have it go more naturally than it, than anything else than it being forced. Uh, the big fight before before the before decision, before decision day was kind of tough because then, you know, that's that's basically that was a way out. Maybe like a little cop out, like, you know, we just had this big blowout either you pull the trigger now and leave or you try and if it wasn't for dr pepper we probably would have pulled that trigger and just let things go right there because you know we're not definitely you, we don't really have that heavy attachment yet so right. it's not like it, it doesn't really right. feel like you're like you're losing it's much. worth it's it like yeah like how much it doesn't feel like it's worth it. it yeah so for anyone that is listening who is going through a hard time it doesn't have to be marriage but just in a relationship in general what was the advice that dr pepper gave you guys that made you want to stick it out um well dr pepper gave us advice right then and there about just getting to hear each other out and she oh, gave us yeah. tools to, for us to do that so we could both talk she gave us a safe she gave us a safe space to talk to each other where we're oh, wow. actually talking to each other and not just yelling at each other but the second time around because when the cameras left is almost like a piece of the relationship left so that was and i was getting i was getting attacked left and right everywhere and like no matter how hard I tried not to put that on shot. I mean, I think I remember I texted you one time too. I'm like, yo, how, I, or I, I hit you up and I was like, Hey, how do you take all this anger that the world's throwing at you? And how do you not direct it at Doug? Because it felt like I was, I was redirecting all that negative energy being thrown at me. And I was, and Shanice was just that face, like, because I couldn't put a face to anything else. Right. Like she was the, she was the person it came with because all everybody else left. So it was just me and her. Mm -hmm. So like, she was the face of all that pain. So I'm just looking at her every day. Like if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for her, my name wouldn't be getting dragged across the internet. Like I'm 20, I'm 26, I was 26, 27. Like I grew up on Twitter. I grew up on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So like seeing my name getting dragged, yeah. <laughs> getting dragged on Twitter. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm 27. Like I grew up with this stuff. So it was hard for me to see her and not say like, Oh, if I didn't do this, like if she, like if she wasn't the one, all of this pain when it comes, yeah. like, like I'd be back to my, I'd be normal, I'd be back, I wouldn't be upset, I wouldn't be sad. And yeah. Dr. Jessica really helped us take that pressure off, and she was, she like she really really helped because I know a lot of the experts do the make it work, like you got to make it work, make it work, push push push. But Dr. Jessica gave us the tools and just like, hey, yeah do what's best if it doesn't for you. work yeah. yeah yeah these are your options i, I also exactly. think like she gave us anybody oh, anybody I'm who's sorry, like struggling or going through any relationship i think the best way is communicating and finding your own communication um i guess path or pattern or whatever you know together because from what Jeffy said in the beginning, like when we got into the Cormies, we didn't know how to communicate with each other. And it was such a heated argument that we were just like, 
willing and ready to say, okay, we give up because we don't feel like this is worth it. But now we don't know how to communicate what the issue is and what the problem is. And the best thing to do is go our separate ways. So when Dr. Pepper did come, she gave us, you know, the space that we needed to actually talk about what was wrong or bothering us in that situation and, you know, really navigate through to that. So that's why when it was time for us to do like the final decision we're like all right we got through that we talked about what the problem was all right now we have a chance to try to make it work but when the cameras the producers the experts wasn't there we were trying to fend for the relationship on our own we still didn't have the foundation that we needed like to make the relationship work and move forward so that's the hardest thing i think it's just about communicating and finding and you know finding those things to um or that space or whenever whatever it takes to communicate through whatever the challenge is yeah, I 100% agree. I think that's the hard thing about Married at First Sight is that we are complete strangers. We don't know each other at all, but mm-hmm. scientifically, we're perfect for each other. But mm-hmm. we, don't, mm-hmm. we don't know why. I mean, we're, and also, it very right. is all get out. Like, I, I love how people sit back and watch and they go, You're not strangers anymore. You've been married for, you know, to them, it seems like forever. For three days. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. it's three days, it's like three right. weeks for them. It's like three episodes. And we're like, Actually, we are still like I, I'll always have anyone's back for all the people who say you're not strangers. Don't call her a stranger anymore. Don't call him a stranger. Actually, yeah, we are. You try. This yeah. is the thing that's different too. Is if you're dating someone for three days, there's like no pressure. Okay, no. there's no pressure because you're you're just dating. We are married. We are legally uh-huh. bound to complete strangers, and of course, we 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 took this oath with like <laughs> meaning. So anybody who freaks out, clear whatever the vow. Uh, clearly, if you freak out, that just means that you're genuinely serious about this whole entire process. So you have and to learn how to argue. You, you, you don't know how to argue. You don't know what each other's buttons are. Well, and that's you the thing to too. A hundred percent. That's the thing too. No one in their right mind signs up to have <laughs> random experts. Hi, Nora. No one in their right mind signs up to have... <laughs> yeah, you can get in here, girl. Tell us what you think. But no one in their right mind signs up to have random three you know, experts. They're not random. They're actually yeah. great. But no one signs up to have these experts match them if they're really good at like dating on their own. So we're all a little, we all have a loose screw. Let's just go out there and throw that out there right now. We all know we're a little messed up dating. And so, you know, you're, you're throwing together these people who need help, who, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's a great scenario for TV, I guess, and yeah. for social media to go nuts. And on that note, Jeff D, we were just talking about how people were like, you really took, yeah. I mean, you were like the villain, quote unquote. Can I say something really quick, though, when it comes to, like, the word stranger, because you know that was big for me and Jesse or whatever, and him calling me. I know. So I triggered her. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, (laughs) Shawnee. Well, no, it's true. Okay. You you tell your story. There's two sides of a stranger. When you think, okay, when someone's saying to you, stranger, you think someone you see on the street, a random person you don't know, a creep walking up to you or whatever, like you've never seen that person, heard that person's name. But then the flip side is, it's like, okay, yeah, we married each other and we were strangers before we married each other. Yes, two or three days later, you can still say that I'm a stranger, but you can't, because I know you're supposed to care. Remember, we find our marriage license. I know where you live. I know your middle name. I know a lot about you that someone that you may have been dating for three days would not know. So you're going to call me a stranger because if you were walking down the street and somebody pointed you out, I'll be able to say, oh no, God's question and weigh out a whole bunch of things. So that would be like, so for me, when I kept hearing stranger, I'm like, 
why am I gonna open up to a stranger? Because yeah. someone I just meet, I'm not gonna blab out all my insecurities and stuff like that. So it's like two flip sides to that word. <laughs> and it's like, yes, I am. You did meet me as a stranger. Yes, we still don't know a lot of things about each other. But can you really keep considering me a stranger after three days? Well, let me ask you something too. I don't know. I, I I think Jamie Jamie and I have the same issue sometimes. It's what if Jeff D's what what if his definition of stranger isn't your definition of stranger? Like maybe exactly, you know, may, yeah. maybe you're taking right. it to a, a level where that's not where Jeffy meant for the word stranger. Right. Yeah. That. And in the beginning, you know, we didn't know that, but now, like, we understand. Like, we both tell we like we say the same thing, but we talk two different languages. Me and Jeffy, we were just talking about this the other day. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> what it boils down to is two different languages and two definitions and two upbringings so we kind of read each other you know differently but we're saying the same exact thing it's just so yeah i definitely <laughs> got that now i get that now but at that point i did not get that yeah. i didn't get what he was saying and where he was coming from and from and i'm sure he did not get what i was saying and where i was coming from when we used that word stranger yeah so yeah that's all <laughs> well even topic. even go, okay. going back to social media though because and i i felt like jamie resented me a little bit in the beginning because i was getting such positive feedback oh, my, so and like you were saying tweet, mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know when when you have when you have a situation like Jamie or like Jeffy, I, I think what happens is the world becomes so much smaller, and you can put out a picture that has one thousand people commenting and one thousand likes, and there'll be two or three people that say something negative, and that's what you focus on. But well, in the beginning, mm-hmm. in the right beginning, there, it was pretty brutal to towards Jamie because it, oh, oh yeah, I know. yeah, Jeffy, I had to, I had to, I had to detach myself and just understanding that. These people, well, and personally, I've always been loved wherever I've been. So to be hated like that on such a yeah. big scale was really, was really tough for me. Cause like I'm, all I've known, all I've ever known is love, especially even in my darkest days, all I've ever known was love. Yep. So to get hated like that and like to have people drag me and say crazy stuff that really isn't true. It was just, you know, it was tough, but, um, I, to, I really had to detach myself and just be like, some people project, which is true and not everybody. And some people, you know, this is what they this is what they like to do. And, yeah. you know, and everybody has their own opinion. So I don't, I don't really, I don't judge no more. I don't get upset. I understand that this is how you feel, but Shanice knows me. And what was hard too, is that Shanice and I were really struggling too. So to get all that on, to get all that negativity on top of us struggling at the moment. And she was just pregnant. Mm-hmm. That was like, and she was a really high risk to, to miscarry. And my biggest fear was that we'd get in a fight because we got in a couple arguments and she'd be in the hospital the next day uh, bleeding because she was so stressed out. Um, so my biggest fear from then was just, man, like, I can't be the reason that she, yeah, like, I can't be the reason that she miscarries because, like, you know, I don't know the baby inside her, but, like, I've always had those fatherly instincts where I would do anything or I would try to do anything I can for my child. So I just shut up for a while. Being unhappy, I shut up for a while. And, you know, Dr. Jessica came in and we really got a chance to talk. I got some, we split and it wasn't like a, a separation. We split, like we weren't together. We decided we just co-parent and we, that time apart really helped us just really helped me regather myself. Uh, and then when we, then when we talked, we decided that, you know, we give it a try. Like, cause what, I feel like the worst thing that we could do in this project or not project, this experiment and I'm watching some of the new guys now and I'm thinking the worst thing you can do 
even if it doesn't work out, the worst thing you can do is not try, like not give it your all. Yeah. Like no matter what happens, whether you split, whether you stay together, I think the worst thing you can do is not at least give everything you got to at least try and make it work. Yeah. So that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Let's go and back. We're, we're doing all right now. Yeah. So take us through this this path because we learned on Happily Ever After. For those who are listening that don't that may not know, so Shawnee and Jeff D were just recently on uh, Married at First Sight Happily Ever After, where they had where they were pregnant with their baby Laura, and then they delivered Laura. But and they explained a little bit on the show that uh, that um, you know you guys split during that pregnancy, and I think Jeff D, you just kind of touched on it, like. Explain to us, can you explain to us deeper, like why you split? It sounded like you were fighting a lot and, you know, then you decided to co-parent maybe because, I mean, you explain in your words though, like what happened, um, either one of you. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Because then, then I feel like you can go. Uh, we split just because we weren't arguing at this point. We really weren't, but we weren't communicating either. We were really, we were just, we were really just living together. I would do whatever I thought was right to, make sure she wasn't stressed out. So I wouldn't argue if I was upset. I'd just be quiet. Um, I'd just come home, go eat, go right to sleep. I'm probably, I was I was depressed too at the same time. And I never had to deal with anything like that before in my life. So that was tough too. But um, I, we weren't arguing. We had one big blowout, but for months we weren't arguing. We just really weren't communicating. I really wasn't happy for three, the first, three maybe four months of her pregnancy yeah and then the, the thing is what's funny is the fight that we had had nothing to do with me being unhappy <laughs> right right and, and she but she thought it did so it, it was just like a fight that had nothing to do with how i was feeling that turned into everything that i was doing i was feeling because she she got in the fight with me or we got we argued because she was mad that i was sleeping on the couch because um it was april vacation and i didn't have to i didn't have to go to school i didn't have to teach so usually during April vacation, I would just, I'd play video games for days on end, days on end. And she, <laughs> she thought I was, she thought I was ignoring her. I didn't want to sleep in the bed, but I was really just playing video games. And then she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, what? Right. I'm like, I really just want to, like, I've had three months of school. And like, those, like, those are the days where it's right after March where you have no breaks at all. So it was just like, I just want to play video games. And then it turned into a big blowout. And then we really started talking about how we were feeling. But that fight really had nothing to do with me or me sleeping in the living room playing video games all day. It had nothing to do with me being upset with her at all, which was funny. With, but go ahead, Sean. Okay, well, you, you, just, your part. just real quick, because Jamie, Jamie and I had that same exact <laughs> argument where I would come home from work and I just need to decompress and I would turn on my PlayStation 4 and start playing. And Jamie... Jamie would see it as being lazy and not working and, and just because her mind was running, I was like, this is how I decompress afterwards. And Jamie took it like a F you that I didn't want to do anything or I was just ignoring <laughs> like Shawnee's do you play video games? I don't play video games. And I'm like, why are you sitting you around playing video games? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Like decompress when I come home from work, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm making sure stuff is straight, I'm taking care of the baby. Decompress. Yeah. I wish I knew what decompress was. Yeah. We need that decompression. Wait, are you talking about now? Because now I'm at home with the baby all day. I know. Well, now, but even still, coming home from work, I can't decompress. Anyways, so let's go back to the whole thing. Yeah, you know, makeup stuff. So how? Oh, whatever. Why are you not take twenty minutes to do your makeup? 
<laughs> how far, whatever. How far That's along funny. were you when you guys were going through this split when you had this big blowout? And I mean, I know you were pregnant already. So I probably was like three or four months pregnant. But yeah, it was just like a lot of stuff because we wasn't like we were in the same house and we were just existing. We wasn't like really communicating with each other. He was doing his own thing. I was in my room doing like we had a two bedroom and basically one room was mine, one room was his. And it was just like to the point where I'm like, okay, what is happening? And then when we did come back and we were sharing the same room, sharing our room again. Um, he was sleeping on the he was sleeping on the floor in the living room, and I'm like, "What's going on?" So it was just one of those conversations where I brought up, you know, how he was feeling, and I was just like, "Okay, you still feel the same way, and it's been like how many six months, five months in, and you're really not happy." Then we just need to like separate, be apart, because there's nothing more I can give to you, you know, to make you happy. But I didn't know all that he was going through, like mentally and stuff like that, because he wasn't really communicating and talking to me about it. So it was just one of those things where it was the hardest thing for me, where I had to make an executive decision and say, I have to go because I don't feel like I'm in a healthy enough environment for me to not be stressed out and have this baby and all this other stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let's just separate. So I had stayed, started staying with my mom. My stuff was still in the house, but I was really like legit just staying with my mom and only going there if I need to pick up something. Um, and we did that all the way up from like April to July, right? Yeah, from April to July, that's how it was. But I just, it was one of those things I didn't want him to think that I walked away from him in the marriage, but I had to put myself first. Like I had to think about me and my child right. and putting myself first in the situation and say, okay, there's, I've given everything. I don't know what to do to fix this and or, you know, to make you happy. So I got to make sure that I'm healthy and I'm okay. And I need to be around people that love and care and, and have my spirits up where I'm not constantly going in the room and thinking about what's going on with my marriage and why it's not working, which is stressing me out even more. So that's why we just kind of made the decision to separate and we said, okay, well, we'll just, you know, say we'll figure out how to co-parent and and get a divorce. We really were going to get a divorce. Wow. Which is I just, know I was yeah. really pushing. I don't know I want a divorce. Like, I'm trying to sign the papers off, but... And then they came to us with Happily Ever After and saying, like, you know, I think you guys would need, like, the extra support, and I do think, like, you know, this can work. Um, we'll, you know, we'll further along with Dr. Jessica and, and, and push, you know, forward with this. And we were like, okay, well, we can give it a shot. And the difference between being married at first sight and having the experts and stuff leave is that, you know, the relationship was really built on that. So when they leave, you don't have that. Right. So you don't have the foundation. You have the things that they, you go through with them, but you don't have a lot of the foundation you need to sustain the relationship. And then going through the happily ever after process, we we were able to sustain the marriage on our own. Like we built the things that we needed to. And it, it was, it's weird. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. I don't know, Jesse, if you want to explain that, but it was really weird because having the cameras leave and not seeing Dr. Jessica every week or every two weeks and having the producers help navigate us or whatever, like we're able to, if we get into an argument or a fight, like we can come to each other and talk and, we're not looking to say, okay, how do we fix this or walk away? Like it was, it was really weird the second time around. Um, but I think it, it was, it was definitely what we needed. Well, I was going to say that the second time around was, there was no pressure of, are we staying together or not at the end? I mean, there was no major decision right. to 
to stress us out. And even with the showing part, I was still getting some crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Like, people really didn't understand that me and Shani sort of really separated when I went back out there and started talking to other girls. It's not like we were separated. Like, the divorce didn't happen in the day. Everybody knows divorce doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. But if divorce could have happened right then and there, that's what it would have been. But yeah, I, I think the difference of yeah. the difference of having like a happy home and have that have the showing was the biggest difference for me because the first time around we were really struggling and it was showing, so I was getting attacked and I wasn't happy at home, so I had nowhere to be happy. This time around, me and Shanice really, if I saw something that upset me or if she saw something that upset her, we call each other like, "Yo, you see this? Like, how do you feel?" Like, we really took things and unpacked them just to make sure that there was no resentment towards either to towards each other and that there was no there was no bad feelings towards us so because we know each other and we know how we are so it, the second time around was a lot better and we and we're definitely stronger for it yeah i i, I think once you start to, to learn that one piece that kind of makes it a team it makes such a world of difference even just being like well i could kind of get your cues now and let's talk it out let's get through it this is how you mm-hmm. that feeling for uh, for me in the beginning, and and I've always said this, where um, you you go from being someone that's single and having your alone time to someone that's married, and it's almost like you feel like you have to be present with each other all the time. When you sometimes do uh-huh. your alone time, I mean, I, I know that I valued my downtime and my alone time, and we, you know, in the beginning, Jamie had a a schedule that she worked overnights, and I would leave in the morning to go. Sometimes I would see her, sometimes I wouldn't, wasn't, but we had time to kind of miss each other and not be around each other for a, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Is, is that something that kind of helped you guys when you split? Did you have time to miss each other? Or is that what sort of? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, it hurt a lot because I, I know it, it feels like when we split, I, I know it was the right thing to do because of the argument, how upset Shani's gotten. And she was like four five months pregnant which i was like oh like, yeah. <laughs> like you can't like yeah. you really can't be this upset so the split was was really helpful i mean it's helped us i mean it was still tough but it helped us calm down and like really evaluate our situations that and space. You know, that space to just roll by yeah. how long was but, your um, split? it did help um it was i want to say three three months maybe three three and a half months gotcha right Mm-hmm. So, Shawnee, you were at mm-hmm. your mom's house from like April to yeah. like April to like July or something like that. Yeah, right after my birthday, um, to yeah, until July. And so, during that time, during the pregnancy, uh, how was? Because you were saying that you were bleeding, you were in the ER. What was your pregnancy like? That was so the it beginning. was like high birth. Um, so I had like implantation bleeding and. It was just like every time I would be stressed, I would get pains or like it would just be like my whole body. Like I couldn't feel it get numb. And every time I stressed, it just made it worse. So wow. I would be like, okay, that's scary. I need to like relax and, and, and tone down. Right. And this is 
you know, like my child, I wouldn't want like I wouldn't want that to happen. You know, being stressed out. So it was just one of those things. Where, okay, I have to. I've been depressed before. Like I, I know what depression is and stuff like that. And I always say the best thing to like with mental health and being depressed is having people around you that you know know you that can uplift your spirits. If it, like just having those things, so I'm like I know if I stay in this house and I'm in this room and we're re- really not communicating, then mentally it's going to mess me up and I'll be stressed out because I'm constantly thinking about what's going on with my marriage and why it's not working, why Jesse doesn't like me or why he's not happy. What can I do more? And those negative things, I'm not getting any positive out of it. So mentally it wasn't a good space for me. So I said, okay, I know what I have to do so that I can be healthy or whatever. And I was like, okay, I have to go stay with my mom. So it was, a good thing in that sense, but it gave us time to miss each other because we were, even though we were getting arguments, even though we were still married, even though stuff was going on, we were spending, we were with each other. We see each other every day. We were in the same house. I would still go to work and come home and Jesse would see me. I would see Jesse. And like Doug said, having, being single and having that space, like I wasn't used to being home and having someone there all the time. Like I'm, I'm there was, I've lived on my own before. Or even when I was with my family, I could go up to my room and I'll have my own personal space. I don't have to worry about nobody. I don't have to. It was just me. So it was one of those things. I feel like we we were so used to having that. And then, having, you know, us being there, we didn't have the space that we needed. And then taking that time off. Because even, like, when we went to a Yankees game, we were still, I was still staying with my mom. We, we didn't move into our, our new place together yet. But it was just like, I missed Jesse because I haven't been around. Like I've been so mad, so upset about how things were going and playing out. Like I didn't, I didn't see, like I forgot about what it was like being around Jesse. So us going to New York and having that time and going to the Yankees game, I was like, Oh my God, I forgot how much fun I could have with Jesse or whatever. So, I mean, it, it, it was one of those things where I'm like, it's not a bad thing. Like it's not somebody I wouldn't want or try to, work out right. this relationship or this marriage with so what are, what are, what are we doing yeah. like how do we fix this or how do we make this better or how do we even move forward after being in that funk for like so long and then having three months away so it was hard because even like I was getting a lot of um feedback and happily ever after like oh you better kiss your man or don't be like that and it was like one you don't know what we just yeah. went through and it wasn't like I, I know he's still my husband Yes, another woman can come step right in, whatever the case may be, but I know how I felt and it, it it's going to take me a few minutes to get back. I don't have an on and off switch. Yeah. Like you can't switch me off and then switch me on. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, we're back together in peaches and rainbows and roses. Like it's just not going to be like that. So we're gradually in time progressing to get to where we needed to be. And no, I did not kiss Jesse for a while because I felt like kissing was very infinite and I still didn't, I still didn't have that confidence in the marriage to feel like, okay, if I'm secured enough and confident right. in this marriage that I want to put myself out there and be vulnerable again. So I didn't kiss him for a little bit, but then it was like, all right, we're together. Things are going well. We're communicating more. Like all those things you need yeah. to be attracted to somebody again was coming back. And it, it just like, was one day I just turned around and I was like, can I have a kiss? And I woke him up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was like, because I kept saying to myself, I'm like, 
what am I waiting for? Like, what are you waiting for? If you want to kiss your husband, you should be able to kiss your husband. Because yeah. I kept thinking about like, when is the right time to kiss him? Like, <laughs> should I kiss him now or should I wait? And I was like, no, fuck that. I was like, I'm waking him up and I'm asking him for a kiss. Jeffrey, what was that like when she woke you up for a kiss? That must have been surprising because there was so many Were times. you on the floor at that time? Or were you, at, were you in a separate bed? Like <laughs> what? Tell us over. your sleeping situation first. <laughs> Uh, it was, I actually felt something for the first time in a while. You know, I mean, I've always, I've never been one to pressure a woman to do anything just because I understand how, you know, I have a, I have a daughter now, so I don't want nobody pressuring my daughter to ever do anything that she don't feel comfortable doing. So me personally, I don't like being present and doing stuff like that too. So I'm just like, all yeah, right. tables turned so because tables turned for you guys because at first it was Sean East really wanted to be intimate with you, you know, and because you were her husband and not a stranger. <laughs> and uh, and then now, you know, you're wanting to be intimate with Shawnee's or at least have a kiss, and which is intimate. And she's saying, no, I think that Shawnee's girl, I think you played your cards right without even trying. <laughs> Every guy likes the chase. He just wanted the chase. That's all you had to do. Make him, make him chase after you. Turn him down a couple times. Well, why didn't somebody tell me that in the <laughs> beginning? Because I would have been to that. It's an unspoken rule. Right. You're not supposed to tell people that you <laughs> That's why I was so turned off when she attacked me so hard. I was just like, "That's like, <laughs> like that's so like, funny. I'm supposed to be chasing after you. Like, just relax. I'm not going nowhere." Listen, but I told him. I said, "Like, I did. Like, I first of all, when I did the kid, just say you feeling. Just say you feeling. <laughs> You're not that. You know, anyway, when I first thing, I felt like I was ready. Like, I've been there before when I had to chase the guy and just like it was one of those things like." I didn't get signed up to be married at first sight to want to chase somebody. Yeah. I was little games. I did that before. <laughs> so it was like, I was ready and I felt like I came prepared. So it wasn't like in my mind, I didn't think like I should have him. Cause I've played those games before. Yeah. Like I've, I've done that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I wish I would have known that. Cause I would have been like, I would have been on that show. I can real think like, yeah. don't touch me. Don't lay next. I don't even want to know your and then name. Jeff, you would be obsessed with you. <laughs> I start. I start. I started doing that to Jamie, where I was like, "No, he was I'm, smart. I'm just, yeah, I don't, he caught on real I don't, fast. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to be in tonight, or maybe not tonight." Yeah, he always. And then all he still sudden, says she, that to me. Now. She looked. At, yeah, she looked at me in the car the other day. She's like, I, "I'm really in, into you, and I really want to be intimate with you." And I was like, "Well, that's because I keep telling you no." It's so true, though. Like. <laughs> Be this pregnancy. You know, people want things they can't have. That's, That's right. exactly mm-hmm. it. But, I, but I'm with you, Shawnice, right. where it's like, you're done playing the game. But you know what? I think sometimes... Okay, so women out oh. there who are in the struggle... If the guy doesn't seem into you, just act like you're not into him. I think that's the that's the trick. Right. Vice versa. That's the trick. Okay, so right. fast, I want to ask yeah. like a serious question. What was it that helped turn the trust on? Because trust is really, really hard, especially when for for you, Shawnees. I mean, Jeff D, with all due respect, like, you know, and I understand, and I think it was a good thing you guys separated oh. clearly because look at you now. But what but it's hard to come oh. back from a separation knowing that your husband, even though you were separated, knowing that he was, you know, he was being intimate with other women. And didn't want to be with you. How, how did you learn to trust him again? Well, they were separated. Well, one thing I will say is that I've always trusted Jesse. May not be much with my heart, but I've always trusted Jesse because I knew Jesse's heart. 
I may not have known him that long, but hearing like on the wedding, talking to his mom, just other people talking, I knew that he was a caring person. And I knew that everything we were going through, that for him, it was hard because he put himself aside and made sure that my feelings, you know, weren't hurt because of X, Y, and Z, even though the delivery may not have been good or him waiting around may not have been good. He, I always trusted that he had his best interest in me. Um, and he was very caring. However, like trusting him with my heart, because I didn't know where, if he liked me or where it was going, whatever. I felt like that didn't come until after the baby came. And I was just like, and after we like did the second time around and we really was able to, you know, talk and open up about things. And even like now, I think one of my real, like the biggest wake up call was for me was one day um, we were arguing about something or we were talking about something and he was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he came and gave me a hug. And then I was just like, I don't want to cry. Uh, kind. I never told him this, but it was one of the things that I know, was I know, 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 I'm right, you're right or wrong, if we're not understanding whatever the case may be. And he gave me a hug and he held me for a long time. And right there, I knew I'm like, one, I've always been able to trust him, but now I can trust him with my heart and having my back. And I always, in my mind, regardless of where we go, I know that Jesse cares and he'll always have my back no matter what. And that was the biggest wake-up call for me. Um, And that was what, like a a month and a half ago, two months ago, I forgot what we were talking about, but we were done filming happily ever after when that happened. So yeah, that that was really like okay. That's the thing about That's being married. This person really care yeah. about me. That's the thing about married at first sight. I think is that you know you don't have that relationship immediately, of course, and so to stick mm-hmm. it out. I mean, now you guys have a foundation because it's been however long, but I mean. It takes time. Jeffy, I'll never forget. I remember this vividly, okay? You and I were sitting down on the set of Married at First Sight Unfiltered. And I said, Jeffy, you probably, I don't know if you remember, but I remember being like, God, this dude and I, we are, he's like me, but in a male body. And I was like, give it time. And I don't, we were talking a little bit about like how things turned around for Doug and I or something. And I was like, honestly, it just took time. And you know, soon after that, you were pregnant. So I assumed things turned around for you. But, but, it, but, like, <laughs> but truly, I knew in my heart of hearts that like for any of these married at first light couples, maybe they aren't as open as we are. They don't have it all. Pe- like It's not all ra- rainbows and butterflies for them all. They may not be as open mm-hmm. as we are. We're, I think the thing about us four in, in particular is that we're all kind of like open books. But, uh, and not everybody mm-hmm. is, but let's be honest. If you're getting married at first sight, you have these issues and it takes time. And honestly, Shawnees, it's so amazing that you had an open mind, you know, to like accept mm-hmm. that love and, you know, from Jeff D after being, you know, being really, really hurt. And I'm sure Jeff D, you were as well for different reasons. But, um, but, but taking yeah. what the experts, you know, had worked you guys through and applying it is the, is, key and not, mm-hmm. and not comparing yourself to the other couples because you're not going to have the same relationship as somebody else. Yeah, but I'm not, not. Yeah, 
do it's not tough, compare. Though. It's tough taking that stuff. Well, yeah, we can't compare because we're all just different. Right. But it's tough taking what they give us and applying it in like real time because usually you have to make those mistakes first and then the second time, third time around, you're like, all right. Yeah. Now, so, but like with this, there's no, there's it, not really a, a first, second time around. You got to take it and apply it yep. real fast or yeah. it can go south real quick. Yep. But, um, you know, it's, it is tough and you just got to just keep pushing through or try to. But we talk a lot where we try to be really open and like even future, if it goes, if it goes great, if it goes south, we, we still talk and we try to, because honestly, we, and we, I think the the argument we had was, um, we're just being hypothetical about what happens if we split because we have a baby now. The way Shani shows pain and the way I show pain are, are two different ways. That doesn't mean either of us aren't hurting or right. that one's hurting more than the other. We just show it differently. We just show it differently now. But like we're really open to talking. We just we with the, the baby coming so fast. Like we feel like, and I feel like this is this is the truth for a lot of parents that sometimes now that there's a child involved, whatever pain there is, like you gotta sometimes you gotta push it to the side because there's somebody who's who's looking that you have to look after. Mm-hmm. But like our communication walls are just like they're wide open and we just try to talk through a lot of things and if it's getting too heated we stop i'm like hey i don't want to talk about this right now i'm upset and we're gonna try to talk about it later yep. yeah sometimes she respects it <laughs> sometimes she, <laughs> sometimes she does it but, <laughs> but she tries to and, and i try to respect her too because sometimes sometimes you just don't agree yeah. and i'm like hey I, I think i understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. i still disagree and it but we don't turn it into some kind of Right. malicious act or, or some kind of resentful act where I'm holding it against her just because I don't disagree with her just cause or like a me I feel like she you. might be wrong yeah. she feels like I'm wrong yeah exactly it's just like hey we, we think differently on this uh, we understand that and that's fine you know what's like so great about that is I feel like everybody who ever makes it to the other side of that like tornado that happens in a relationship because we've all had it anybody who has any substance in their relationship whether marriage or just dating if you make it through you realize that one of the biggest things is communication and learning to respect each other when you and and fight fairly and and still respect each other while you're fighting like don't throw those daggers and those mean hateful comments because that is not going to help you at the end and social media will do that yeah let let social media do that but let's like wrap this up on a funny Mm -hmm. note okay so questions for you who changes more of baby Laura's diapers? Uh, Shanice, probably. Maybe, although yeah. I'm home, I, even though I'm home with her all day, I probably change the diapers three times a day. But Shanice, I think, <laughs> nah, you know what? I change more diapers. You think you change more? No, Shanice, Shanice is saying no. I, <laughs> not every, I if, change if more diapers more, for sure. If Chinese changes more, it's not a lot more. It's like a little bit more. Yeah. You know what? I can now like, home. I give props to Daddy O for changing diapers at all because some dudes don't like won't yeah. change a diaper. And that's just like, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, that's your kid too. It's half you and half yeah. me. You're changing an effing diaper. I had to learn how to wipe a girl because I didn't know how to wipe girls. Yeah, before. front to back. That's what I had to yeah. learn too. Yeah. Yo, the learning curve. One time she took she took a poop. Yeah. Oh yeah, she took a poop, and I was like, Shani, yeah. when you come home, I need you to check <laughs> to make sure I got everything. Yeah, you got to get in all the folds. Like, like how? Yeah, you know how? Do, do you go in hard with that, or do you, you soft? It's like all right. I was like, no, I was like, Shani, Shani, come check, please. I'm like, Shani, please check because I don't want her to get any. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. Home and stuff, right? That's <laughs> and then now, now I'm used. 
And if she does, if, if she does too much poop, I'm just, all right, I'm going to wipe you down. Then we're going to go take a bath. Right. So, <laughs> then we're going to go take a bath. That's so funny. Yeah, I go clean it up like that. But. Okay. And so, Shawnee's, but I love being at home. Shawnee, so you're, I see you're nursing. You're literally nursing her right now, which is so sweet. I, I kind of, yeah. I like, honestly, the nursing was a struggle for me because it's so time consuming and it's so demanding, especially when you're working. But, um, like in pumping, oh my gosh, pumping, I hate pumping. <laughs> but, how is how does that go? So I was gonna I say, agree. who feeds baby Laura more, but I mean if you I mean that's not fair. <laughs> you have the goods and equipped. <laughs> I feed her more, of course. And nursing is it's amazing. It's like a love hate relationship. It's like I hate it, but I love it in the same sense. It's it's, it's weird, but it's hard, especially being back to work and trying to make sure that I'm pumping when I'm supposed to be pumping on that time and still doing what I have to do for work and then coming home and still nursing her. And it, it's very hard. But like I said, she's where what almost five months in. And this is like the, no one in my family that I'm around my immediate nursed before so I'm like the first of it and just learning and getting through the trials and tribulations and asking the questions and going to like in the beginning when I was home on maternity leave I would go to the support groups and stuff like that and really learning and it was hard even my mom she's like I did not think you can do it but I'm I'm happy you did she's like because I hear that it's really hard and I'm like it is and even sometimes I feel I was talking to Jeffy and I was just like I feel like even if you take Laura for a day, like I'm still constantly on mom mode because yep. I have to pump. Yep. Like if she's away from me, I have to pump. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to stop wherever I'm doing yep. and make sure that I have my pump on me and pump. <laughs> so I'm really not getting a break. Right. So, but yeah, it's, it's like, I've had how many years of doing whatever I want that I can take a year off to, to take care of the baby and making sure she's straight. It's one of those things like I can't be that selfish and say, oh, I'm going to give up because I want to go drink all the time or right. go out every weekend or I have time to myself. Like, it's like, no, it's like I'm good for the moment. And then when I'm done, then I can go party. Like I used to. Oh, I can <laughs> and dump. My, my goal was one. <laughs> That's too much work. Though. It's true. Something you and something and testing. You just rather not even do it. <laughs> That's it so true. So Especially work. with your stash. Like, you know, you have to be at work the next day. And so you're like, I only have this much milk to give, you know, Jeff D if he's the one staying with her. You're like, I'm not pumping and dumping a thing. Like that is not, that is <laughs> exactly. not happening. Like gold. Yeah, that's it. Real fast, tell us. Well, you do learn about the the cried over spilt milk. Oh my god, it's so true. Like one ounce is gone, and you really are crying because you're like, I worked so hard for that. (laughs) But okay, tell us real fast your guys' schedule because it sounds like Jeffy is daddy daycare, and which I don't ever like to say daycare because like you're daddy, so you really that's like not daycare. You're just taking care of your kid, but. uh, He's a real house husband. I mean, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, so tell hey, us your schedule hey, hey, real hey, fast. No, no, I'm not. Jeffy, I know that when we met up back in when Laura was just a newborn, we went to Boston and saw you guys, and you were telling me that Jeffy would have a big chunk of time off because of he's a teacher, and so then you would head back. To, mm-hmm. Tell us what your day to day life is like right now, while Laura, baby Laura, is only four months old. Yeah, she's almost five. Um, I had because of the holidays, I got almost four months off because they don't we don't count holidays as time off, but um. Uh, I've been spending these past two months. The morning, she eats around like nine. She'll be fed like three times before Shani gets right home. Um, but she just, she, she's, she's a quiet baby. She only cries when she's hungry or when she wants to get rocked to sleep. Yeah. Um, but we just, we wake up, I feed her at like around nine, ten. 
she sleeps for a little bit. She's up chilling with me for a little longer, and I feed her again. Then she'll take another nap, and then I'll feed her again. I don't have to go back to work till early March, so um, this is a big chunk. I've spoken to other guys who only had like a week off, yeah. or compared to I, I know a guy who had a week off for his first two kids, and then he had six weeks off for his third kid. And he said that bond with his third kid is way stronger than his first yeah. kid. I believe it's because of that time that he had off. And lucky me, I get, I get, um, I get four months with my daughter. So I'm praying that the, the a crazy strong bond where oh. Jeff D. <laughs> from looking at your Instagram, I think you guys have a really nice bond. Yeah. You like literally, I'll go, oh, when I see pictures that you post of you with Laura. <laughs> I mean, it's Shawnee's. How, doesn't that make you I fall in that. love like with your husband like so much more? It does, but I get I know. so je- no. it does, but I get so jealous really? because like I literally I'm exhausted. Like I wake up, I feed her, get ready for work, leave for work, go. I pump as soon as I get into work. Then I'll take two uh, two or three hours mm-hmm. off, pump again. Two or three hours, take my clients, pump again. Then I get come home. Then I'm feeding her. Then I'm tired because I'm either cooking, yeah. trying to get a bath, whatever. And even though we juggle the responsibility of cooking between me and Jesse, it's just like exhausting so I feel like they're having like and then when I was off on maternity yeah. she slept so I'm like they're having yes, all buddy. this fun together <laughs> and then here I am just coming home yeah. mommy's tired mommy's coming through the door yeah don't you get jealous <laughs> when like that's how I get with Douglas so you know I, I go out to LA often to shoot Married at First Sight Unfiltered <laughs> and so she'll be home with Doug and he'll send I'll be like send me pictures and videos and then he'll send me one and they're out at like the, the zoo or he took her to like the aquarium and I'm yep. like you're doing all this bonding stuff I'm and, like of course I'm happy because like I know he's a great dad and it makes me love him but I'm like, I'm jealous. I want to be bonding oh, with Henley, my daughter. Yeah, when she would start to go reach for me, I could just see Jamie's face going, I feed you. You're on my nipple all day. I pump for you and you're going to reach for dad. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly. It. She, when I feed her now, she goes like this. Turns her head when Jesse's walking yeah. or talking or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. if you do not eat, you was just... <laughs> I work so hard yeah. for you. She gets distracted. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it's amazing. Like, I love it. This is what I've always wanted, especially for my daughter. I've always wanted, you know, yeah. her to have that bond with her dad. So, I love it. And yeah, I do. It's yeah. like a turn on. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, he's home. He's cooking. He's cleaning. He's taking care of everything. Woo-hoo. But he told me I get predictable. So I just <laughs> we, we really, we really appreciate you guys taking the time <laughs> yeah, to speak absolutely. with us. Absolutely. Hopefully we can catch in and it seems like you guys are doing great and baby Laura looks amazing. And so do you guys. Thank you. And honestly, I think props to you guys truly for sticking it out in your marriage. I think one way or the other, it doesn't matter. No one should judge. But the fact that you stuck it out, it kind of gives people hope. You know, I mean, it gives us hope. I mean, I felt like I've, like I said earlier, Jeff D, I feel like mm-hmm. I could relate with you in the sense that me, like we were just really cautious when we were first married. And Shawnee's and Doug, you guys are the same. So confident, so bold. And everybody loves us. And everybody loves you. And then Jeff and I get the crap on social media. Mm-hmm. But uh, Well, you realize it's it's always going to be a work in progress. You, you never it. should feel like you're at a good place because you, I mean, it's okay to, you know, kind of stop and enjoy where you are, but you, you, exactly. know, you keep working. That's, that's kind of mm-hmm. what you learn as you go. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, 
I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I just, I like really admire you both for really truly sticking it out and learning, learning how to be a married yeah. couple who's happy. And then even like being willing to co-parent Laura, if God forbid, you know, didn't work out. I mean, I just feel like you guys are such a great example for young couples everywhere. So we love for you sure. guys. Thank you. And if people want to follow you, on social media, if people want to keep in touch with you, can you tell them where they could go to, to follow you? Jesse Sage. Jesse Sage. Yeah, because Jesse actually <laughs> posts and Shawnee You guys it. know. Yeah, he actually... No, I, it's not that. You just don't work it I, off. It's just, I just... I'm so private and sacred. Yeah, and I don't be having time. <laughs> But Jesse, Jesse, yeah. he'd be posting stuff. He'd be keeping up with everything for us. He has a moment while she's taking a nap in between the video play, game. And if you want to play PlayStation <laughs> with Jeff D, or is it Xbox? Can what people it? find it? Nah, I'm a PlayStation guy. <laughs> no, Come on, no, don't disrespect me, right? <laughs> oh, God, these yeah. boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. and little baby Laura's sleeping yeah. now. Yeah. She's so sweet. Sleeping now. So, yes, Jeff D. What's your social media handle then? Do you want to do you want to share that for people to follow you? Or are you going to be MIA? No, nah, mine is Jeffy K eighty eight. Um, if you find it, you guys find it. But Chinese is yes style. I don't know why she's doing all that. Is is yes style? Yes styles something? underscore. Yeah, right. It's yes styles underscore. Yeah, they can come follow me. I put stuff up from time to time. You guys are not very good at self promoting. Yeah. Let me tell you, Shawnee's is an amazing uh, hair. She does like wigs and things of this nature and makeup artists. So she is at yes styles underscore and you should follow her. She that's doesn't funny. post very often. That's because she's a busy working mama, but that'll change. <laughs> but maybe after like year one. Of- it will. Yeah, it will. It will. I'm really like focusing on trying to like, you know, get us together in situations. So I can really start focusing on Girl, and doing this stuff because I'm very talented. Yes, you are. <laughs> You are. And I honestly, I respect you for not putting, you put your baby and your family first and not your business first, which is really admirable because a lot of people don't know how to do that. So go follow her. Money comes and goes, but moments like this is precious. Family and stuff, we will always have these, even to fall back when things are hard. So I've always been big on that. But yes, I will. And thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And then Jeff D, you're at Jeff D Pierre, right? 88. 88? All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you guys uh, so much for being on. I don't know if you guys are going to be around the uh, New York, New Jersey area, but certainly hit us up. You guys are more than welcome to stay over. Oh, yeah, of course. When we we have time to come down there and catch a break, I will definitely. We have an extra room, too. So come. We have everything you need for the baby. So just come and visit us this summer. All right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. Bye, guys. guys. Take care. Good day. Bye. 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 Absolutely adore them and how open they are about the struggles of it all. I mean, anybody who says it's easy, they're not, they can't be really married. You could see how much they have physically grown and emotionally grown. Yeah. Like, you know, just the, the when we first met them at the altar or, you know, per se, but, um, <laughs> right where they are, where they are today. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I and absolutely agree. I love a happy story. Me too. I'm I'm really proud of them. So now is the time of the podcast where we share a snippet from my book, Wifey 101, and answer your guys' questions. Yes. Uh, Keep them coming. Yes. Uh, this is new, what we're doing. This uh, We're like, you know, I get so many questions on Instagram and I try my best. I actually do reply to yeah. as many people as I possibly can. And so I know you do too, do too Doug, but um, we thought we would, it'd be nice to actually kind of... Anybody who asks like, 
this, the, you know, if there's multiple people who ask the same question, then it's clearly a, you know, a on people's question. mind. Yeah. So we want to, you know, we're open books. We'll answer anything. So anything, yep. anything you're wondering, feel free to shoot it out to us. And if you make reference to the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, let That's us... a great way to get a question. Get it on man. the podcast. Yeah. Because then we'll know that you listen to the podcast and you actually hear the answer. So yeah. that's the whole point of that. But okay. So without further ado, we're on chapter one of Wifey 101, which you can find on my website, jamieotis.com. You can get a signed copy where if, when, if you order on my website and you leave a little note, like with your name or like forever who it's for, then I'll leave a little note, you know, inside the book when I send it out to you. I literally have these books down in my basement. And when the order comes in through my mm-hmm. website, I just run down to my basement, grab a book and you try to make, make a nice little note for you guys. And I it. took all of them and put them in alphabetical order. He's such a liar, but they're all, it doesn't matter. Anyways, it's all the same title. <laughs> okay. So we're on chapter one and the title of this chapter is not all men. Doug, do you Question want to start mark. Off? Men have been an enigma to me since the day I was born. Literally, the space on my birth certificate where it says father is blank. I was in the first grade when I came home from school and heard the biggest news of my short life. I was finally going to meet the man who was my daddy. I remember the day so vividly. I still remember it vividly. I walked into our trailer and saw mom at the end of the long, thin hallway, folding laundry thrown on top of the dryer. The hallway was filled with laundry too, by the way. That's just a side note. But like we always had... My mom had five kids and two of them at this time were babies. There was laundry piled up everywhere. But that part wasn't in the book. (laughs) Side note for you guys. That's just obvious. So as I walked toward her, stepping over mountains of dirty clothes, she spotted me and her eyes lit up. Jamie, you need to go to the doctors again, she said excitedly. We're going to get your blood drawn for another paternity test. I just know he has to be the one. There's nobody else it could be. Uh... So I was six years old. I think I was, a, I mean, six years old when, when this was happening. And I had just gotten out of like kindergarten or first grade. Yeah, first grade, probably. And I was genuinely so excited because I, you know, I always wanted a dad. I felt like I was the only kid when the permission slips would go home and like the mom and the dad both had to sign. Like my mom was the only one that ever signed because... I wonder if they still do that. I wonder if they do too. But I just remember being so embarrassed and I was like, people are going to know that I don't have a dad. Meanwhile, like... I would literally try to hide the permission slips from like the other kids so they wouldn't see that only one signature was on mine, which is just so sad that I was just like, I mean, I look back now, I'm like, God, that poor kid. Like, I don't think anyone would notice, kid. Just hand in your permission slip. You're fine. No one ever tells you that it's okay or that, you know, like this, it's part of life. But yeah. So, long story short, I did go to the doctors. I remember this vividly the nurse like drawing my blood. And my mom was obviously there too. And she was just so excited. She really thought that this guy had to be my father because I guess his mom thought that I looked just like him. And she was like, oh, oh. You're, I remember she said this too. She said, you're going to be the apple of his eye. And I was like, what the heck does that mean? I was like, I hope that's a good thing. I'm like, what does this mean? But um, yeah, he, you know, long story short, we end up getting the results back. And this is all in the book. And I go into way more detail in the book, but um, we get the results back and he's not my father. And if you guys have been following uh, following us on the podcast, then you'll know that I did I did every like the I did ancestry DNA and I did twenty three and Me DNA all the genetic I did everything tests. I possibly could because I I've been dying to find my father. I, I just would really love to meet him. I really wonder if I look like him, if I share any like characteristics uh, with him, and um, probably half. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a smart thing to say, but uh, no, like I so I did the DNA uh, thing and I did get a solid uh, result with a woman that I had no idea who she was. She was from the same 
same like my hometown. But so, nothing to do with any of your current family members. Family members. Yeah. So I got I like stalked her on Facebook, not even gonna lie. And um we ended up having a phone conversation. And so an update on this is that they had asked she had asked um me to hold out asking, you know, any any other family members like about the guy's sons. Yeah. Uh or anybody in general. She didn't they would they wanted me to just leave it be for until of the new year because like throughout the holidays. So gotcha. now we're in the new year and uh, I asked their permission to, to reach out to, you know, more family members and who would be family members anyways. I don't really know. So my goal is to be able to reach out to these people to get a proper DNA test to prove that they are indeed right. genuinely family members. So I can try to find who my father is. Um, and yeah, so now that we're uh, in the new year, I've, reached out to two guys who could potentially be my brothers and uh well they're they're not necessarily very responsive um and Doug and it's I are probably going, so out of left field for yeah to... I know and so I'm trying to be sensitive and respectful but at the same time I'm like I just maybe just, they're not even my brothers and yeah. I would go on to a different path and try to find just my need father. you to spit on a cotton thing yeah <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to learn to be patient and yeah. to respect them and, and hopefully not perturb them because they could be my family and I would really like to get to know them. So well, I'm um, really proud of you because you kept with it. You could have given up. Yeah, you could have just went and said, you know what, it, maybe it doesn't matter now, but you always wanted to know and you never gave up. And that's, that's what I love about you. I mean, I, I would be, I probably would fall on the floor if I actually find my father. Like, yeah. I've never, I've had like, like this, like in the book. I've I've taken all these paternity tests. My mom literally has no explanation other than he's just a man with dark hair and a mirror. And that's it. I was like, I'm never going to know my father. How am I going to find mm-hmm. my father with that information? And most people would have just given up though, but you didn't. I don't even know. I mean, I would be, I would fall on the floor in disbelief if I actually find out who the man, who my father is. And if, you know, my whole goal is to be able, you know, I would love to meet him and no matter who he is, I would love yeah. to meet him. But anyways. Well, I really admire that about you. Thank you, Douglas. And I, I love, love you. you. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, yeah. And so now to answer your question, we shared the snippet from the book. Now to answer your question, one of the number one questions I got, you know, when I was pregnant, I do the baby bump, um, you know, pictures. pictures. Yeah. I really, really love doing that. I, lo- I like doing that with Henley because then I got to see how my stomach grew and it was, I, you know, I have like all the pictures in a little scrapbook for her so that one day she can see how she grew in yeah. my belly. And then I have all her monthly photos in a scrap, like in a photograph book as well. Um, and so for everybody out there who wants to know how, I mean, this is definitely the number one question I get. Um, who wants to know how I, you know, take these cute, well, basically I take the picture with like a blank, like a empty wall behind me. And then I go to this app called Baby Story app. This is not sponsored in any way, although I would love to work with you, Baby Story, because I would be happy to share with everybody how great your app is, as I'm doing now for free. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so you just go to this, you download this Baby Story app. I think it it might be a dollar or two. It's really not that expensive. And then you can get all these graphics that are super duper cute. So like if you're nine weeks pregnant, it'll say your baby's the size of an olive. Mm -hmm. And then you can like throw that on your picture. And it's just a really cute way to commemorate your pregnancy and your, your child's first year of life. And if you want to keep going, you can, but I like kind of lost my, I lost the groove after she turned a year old. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> but yeah, so for any of, so for Jenna Bagat and Cece Benavidez, 
you both had uh, commented, what do you use for your pictures? They're so cute. And then CC, you were like, what app do you use? So yes, the the answer to that is Baby Story app. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you know, kind of keep keep track of your growing belly and your growing baby, along with like the cute little digital things yeah. without having to spend a ton of time editing and it. It gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, it's, I loved it. I really did until it became a lot of work. And then I was right. like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> but the next time we're pregnant again, I'm going to do it because I like... Use the same background. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was the key. And I know some people wear like the same clothes in every picture, but I don't think that's necessary. I think it's kind of fun if you wear different clothes, something different to look at. <laughs> but that's just my own thing. Because your body's going to change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we really want to thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you found this podcast helpful. And if you'd like to follow us, I'm at Jamie and Otis on Instagram. And I'm at Doug Hainer, H-E-H-N-E-R. And then our Instagram for Hot Marriage Cool Parents is at, you guessed it, Hot Marriage Cool Parents. (laughs) And we throw on uh, some inspirational uh, messages every every other day on that podcast Instagram page because you know if they're, they're cute they're funny it just kind of helps yeah. you get through the week so I wanted to share one with you that's kind of near and dear to my heart you know after going through this loss um, so the quote is being a mother is learning about the strengths you didn't know you had and dealing with the fears you didn't know existed nothing could be truer mm-hmm. than that because no I no explanation needed yeah I did not realize the struggle of you know, the pregnancy journey journey struggle. Mm-hmm. So if anyone else out there can relate, I hope that means something to you. And until next week, which we'll have next week, we have my friend from The Bachelor, Erica, and her husband, Chuck, on. Yes. Erica talk- was actually at our wedding. Yes. And we'll, we'll be talking about single mom life, uh, dating while you're a single mom, co-parenting, co-parenting in different states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, yeah. we're, Doug and I will be sharing our own personal stories as well. So please subscribe. And we're looking forward to chatting with you guys next week. Thanks again. And love you. Yeah, we love you guys. And love you. I love you too, Doug. Bye. We didn't really kiss. We just made the sound. You did it.